Hey, good morning, Hope City. I'm glad to be with you. And I honestly, I have to, I've had to take a couple of deep breaths because when I get excited, I start talking really fast. And I am really excited about what God is getting ready to do in this room. He's been doing it in my life. He's been working in my spirit. And today I know that he is going to be doing the same in this room and in your living room or wherever you are. And I got to start off by telling you just a little secret. And the secret is this, and I don't know why in the church it's been a secret, but I got to let you in on this, that whether you're in this room or whether you're watching us online, we all have areas we struggle in in life. Isn't that freeing just being able to say that in church? We have areas that we struggle with. And I hope this doesn't burst any of your balloons, but I, I sometimes struggle with where God is getting ready to take us this morning. I struggle sometimes with my identity. You see, we're in this series called Revive, and I love the definition of that word. It actually is defined by bringing life to something. And I know what God has been doing in me and he's wanting to share in this place and online today is that he's wanting to bring life to your identity. Because I know that I'm not the only one that struggles with really knowing who I am in Jesus Christ. So today God is going to be speaking right now. He's going to be speaking through his Holy Spirit. He's going to be speaking over you who you are. Whether you've known about this identity in Christ for a while or maybe this is something brand new to you. He's going to be speaking to you today. And he's going to start right here with this word that the Apostle Paul wrote. And it comes from Galatians chapter 3. Turn there with me. And it says here in Galatians chapter 3, it's the 26th verse. He says that you, you, you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. Did you guys hear that? Whether you feel like it or not, whether you think you deserve it or not, whether you believe that or not, whether people in your past have said something contrary to that or not, that is the truth. And two things, before we go any further, two words. The first one is intentional. Hey, I, Pastor Scott, have to be intentional with seeking out and listening to who God alone says I am. I have to be intentional with seeking out his word I have to be intentional with being quiet a lot of days to hear who he is speaking to me, who he is saying that I am. I have to be intentional with that. And the second is this, I have to be, you have to be disciplined. You have to be disciplined to combat all of the lies that this world, the enemy, maybe even some people on your inner circle Maybe it's some of these lies that you just make up. But we have to be disciplined 
as followers of Jesus, disciplined to combat the lies. Because if we're not very careful, if we're not intentional and disciplined, guess what? This world that you and I woke up to this morning will gladly tell you and define for you who you are. And so we're gonna be intentional, not only right now, but as we go throughout this week, as we go throughout the rest of this year, we're gonna be intentional and we're gonna be disciplined because I only want to gain my identity through Jesus Christ. Hey, God, speak to us right now. You know, we talked um, a couple of weeks ago as we launched this series called Revive. And we talked about the anatomy of a tree and we talked about the root system. And we talked about one of the attributes of the root is that it, it dives deep into the ground, into the soil, and it spreads out around looking for life. We know that life comes to a tree through water and those roots act as a conduit. Remember that? You see, the water that those roots tap into go through the roots as conduits and fuels and gives life to every part of that tree. And so what you and I are rooted in is going to define who you and I are. It's going to give us our identity and it is going to fuel this life. See, I could go through for 30 minutes, an hour of our time here today, and I could talk about what some of us are gaining our identity from. I'm gonna trust God and I'm gonna trust you for that. If you're gaining your identity from your finances, just because you have a lot of money in the bank or because you have little money in the bank, that isn't identifying you. The world is gonna tell you that's how you're identified, but that's the, that's the lie that we're combating. See, we've gotta be disciplined enough to know that just because I date this person or because I no longer date this person, I have gained identity from that relationship or not that relationship. That's not the case. See, I can talk about that we're identified by, by who we know, the relationships that we have in our circle. No, we don't gain identity from that. We don't gain identity from our spouse. I told you guys a couple of weeks ago, we're gonna be talking about this more in October. One of the things that I found most attractive and still find attractive about my wife today is that, man, she is so rooted in Christ that she is gaining all of her identity, not from Scott, not from Hope City. She walks around so free in Target. She walks around so free in the grocery store because she's not identified by her husband, Scott. She's not identified as the pastor's wife. She knows that Jesus Christ is her life source for her identity. And I'm gonna tell you something. Hey, women, that is something that your man I guarantee you finds attractive if that's true for you. So we don't gain our identity from all these things that we could list forever. Guys, we only gain who we are through Jesus Christ. A couple of things that I just wanna speak over you that God has been speaking to me today is the first is this. Every single one of you, whether in this room or you're online right now, is that you are pleasing to God. 
you see, Paul says this, that you all are sons of God through faith in Jesus Christ. He goes on in the 27th verse and he says this, for all of you who were baptized into Christ, meaning you're Christian, that you've surrendered your life to Jesus, that you know that he's your savior. It says because of Jesus, you have clothed yourselves with Christ. So in this very moment, Guys, that just gives me confidence. It gives me not only confidence, but it gives me assurance and it gives me peace that I can stand before you knowing that I sometimes struggle with my identity, but I can stand here speaking the truth of God to you because that word tells me that I am clothed with Christ. When I walk out of this place, I am clothed with Christ. When you walk out of this place, when you walk to your school tomorrow, when you walk to your place of work, when you go home later today, Dad, you are clothed with Christ. That's who you are. He's your identity. See, we are pleasing to God. You are pleasing to God because of Jesus I love what the writer of Hebrews says in Hebrews chapter 10, some powerful words, a lot of weight, a lot of meat, a lot of depth into these words right here. But the writer of Hebrews says this in Hebrews 10, and it's the 10th verse. He says that we have been made holy through the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. You see, you gotta remember this. Some of us have had some success in life. And if we're not careful, we can gain our identity from that success. But we've got to, in that success, we've got to understand and recognize that it is not the success that has given us an identity. It is Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone that has given us an identity. It is because of what he did that you and I are being made holy. We are being made set apart. When God looks at you, he sees you as pleasing. Now I know because I've been in where some of you are sitting right now, some of you are listening. When I hear something like that, you say God is looking at me right this very second and he sees you as pleasing. I know the battle and I know the lie that you and I need to combat. Because immediately in our mind, we start to bring up our past and what we did yesterday and what we said and what we thought. Some of them critical that I believe even our young people in this room need to hear today. Hey, so moms and dads, listen to this. Grandparents, we've got to infuse our children with this truth because the world tells us that we are defined that we are identified by what we do. Like our behaviors are going to give us an identity. We've got to combat that lie because that is not what the gospel of Jesus Christ tells us. That's what the world tells us. The gospel tells us just the opposite. See, I wrote this down and I just want to make sure that I read this to you because this is so true. Because the gospel message tells us God wants us to know who we are and that identity, 
who we are, our identity, will directly impact our behaviors. What does that look like? Think about it, moms and dads, with your children. I know that sometimes my children break things and they mess things up. See, they are not defined by their mistakes. Some of you need to hear this right now. Hey, listen, you're not defined by your sin. I know that maybe your friends change and your circle change because you made a mistake. But I can tell you something, because of what Jesus did on the cross, the writer of Hebrews says, once and for all, he on the cross made you very pleasing to God Almighty. See, we're not defined by our behaviors. We are defined only by what God says about us. And it's our identity that is rooted in Jesus that I believe and I know and I preach that that will change everyone's behavior. So you and I, on the practical, to ourself, to our spouses, to our children, to our friends, we have to speak, we have to look, and we get to love them. Not even as their behavior equals. We get to love them, we get to speak to them, we get to live with them, knowing how God sees them. Because it is not behavior that defines our identity. It is God who defines our identity. He's pleased with us because of his son, Jesus Christ. The writer of Hebrews goes on and he says this in the 14th verse. He says, listen, listen. He says, because by one sacrifice, Jesus, because by one sacrifice, he has made perfect forever those who are being made holy. Did you get that? He's being, we're being made perfect forever. And again, another thing that we got to combat is the lie that, well, I'm probably not going to be able to live this out forever. I'm young. I've got a lot of life in front of me. I'm probably going to mess this thing up somewhere. Now listen, who God says you are is who God says you are. And that doesn't change. Because of who Jesus is and what he did for us, our God, our heavenly father, because of Jesus, will always be pleased with us. I don't know about you, but that takes a little bit of the pressure off of me. I, I, you mean to tell me that God is still going to be pleased with me even when I do mess up? Yeah. You see, our human minds can't comprehend this, but that is just how amazing what Jesus Christ did on the cross for you and I actually is. Something that we get to partner with right here is the truth of what God says about you. What he says about your identity. What he says about who you are and how he sees you. And it's a great truth. It's a passage of scripture that we're very familiar with here at Hope City. It's a passage of scripture that if you were to rip all the sheetrock off this wall, nearly five years ago when we were building this, we wrote all scriptures. We wrote so many truths and promises 
We wrote prophetic words all over these walls. And this is one scripture that I would walk around back through the office area and I'd walk over there into the kids wing and I'd see 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 all over the walls. You see, in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, it says this about us. It says that if anyone is in Christ, if you're in this room, if you're watching online and you've asked Jesus to be your savior, this is the truth about who you are. It says that if you're in Christ, you are a new creation. It says that the old is gone. Let's talk about the old for just a second. I don't know what your old looks like, but I know what my old looks like. And I don't know what that says to you, but that gives me peace. And it gives me confidence to know that who I am now in Christ is not going to be affected by who I used to be as Scott. The old is gone. That means your old ways, your old habits. That even means that some of you in this room, some of you watching right now, you've been hurt in your past by things people have said to you. Can I just tell you, that is not what is identifying you. That is an old part of your life that is dead. I want you to visualize this because this is personal for us. When Jesus was dying on the cross, he was there dying for you. He was dying for me. And all of my garbage, all of my filth, all of my bad ways, all of my thoughts, all of my sins died with him there that day on the cross. And think about this. They laid him in the tomb. All of our old self was dead, laying there in the tomb. But we know that three days later, Jesus was resurrected by the power of God through the Holy Spirit, that Jesus was resurrected. But do you know what remained dead? Your old self, your old ways, your old habits, your old hurts, your old ways of thinking, your old ways of speaking to not only others, but your old ways of speaking to yourself. They remained dead there in the tomb. And because of Jesus, you and I have new life. The old is gone and the new is sitting right here with us in this very room or your living room right now. I don't know about you guys, but that makes me want to throw my shoulders back and walk a little straighter. It makes me want to walk into every room that I walk into just a little more confident. Not because of my performance or my behavior. Not because I know the right people or people are saying good things about me right now or people are liking our stuff on Instagram or Facebook. No, I want to walk into the next room that I enter into, that restaurant, that store, that office meeting, that school classroom. I want to walk into it knowing that I'm new and I'm clothed with Jesus Christ and that is how God sees me and there's nothing anybody can do about that. Amen? Whew. Let's think about it on the practical. When Grady, my oldest son, was just a little guy, we got him a pet. We got him a pet guinea pig. 
I don't know. We never, I don't know why we did that. It was a bad mistake. But this guinea pig grew and grew and grew. And Grady loved this guinea pig. He called him Rocky. Rocky was our guinea pig, and he'd sleep beside of Grady's bed in a cage. And Grady would feed him straw and hay and carrots, and Rocky grew up. But eventually what happens in life is the cycle, the circle of life is Rocky died. Rocky died, and Grady was upset, and he wanted to bury him. So being, being a good dad, but not really that manly, I didn't know anything about how deep you needed to dig a grave for a guinea pig. I figured six feet for a human, six inches for a guinea pig would work, right? Wrong. Here's what happened. We buried Rocky in our backyard, but I don't know. I guess some dogs or some wild animals, or if it was one of our neighbors, this is just a sick story. But something or someone dug up the dead guinea pig, Rocky. And here's what we didn't do with it, guys. We didn't take that guinea pig that was dead, that had been dead in the ground for uh, a couple of days. We didn't take Rocky and put it back in the cage beside Grady's bed. We didn't feed it carrots and straw and hay. Grady didn't pet it and talk to Rocky because Rocky was dead. And the reason I tell you that is because a lot of us, me included, I know that my old ways, my old self, my old ways of speaking to myself are dead. But sometimes I dig them up and I clothe myself with them instead of reminding myself intentionally and being disciplined to remind myself that I'm clothed with Christ. And so if you're digging up your old ways, if that filth and nastiness of death that you pick up and clothe yourself with every day, if you walk around with death on you, death can only produce death. Some of us are in this room today and we're downtrodden. We are dark in our minds. We're depressed. We're seeing everything is glass half empty. We're pessimistic. We're looking at the worst case scenario. Listen, I'm speaking from experience. We're looking at things through a lens of death instead of the lens of life that I am a new creation and I'm closed and I am very pleasing to God because Jesus Christ is all over me. So if that's you picking up all the death, stop. Be intentional to find and seek who God says you are and listen Right now, stop listening to this. Get up and walk out if you need to go find some quiet space, but just listen for who God is saying you are. And be disciplined tomorrow. Because I want to tell you something, this world and the enemy doesn't want you walking around here knowing that you're a new creation and how God sees you is the most important thing about us. See, not only is he pleased with you. Hey, I need you to remember that. He's pleased with you. I need you to know this. You are very valuable to God. You're so valuable to him. You're so valuable. And I know if you've been in church anytime, you've heard this before. But Holy Spirit, wake up our ears to hear this. You're so valuable to God that he sent his only son to die for you. I think that you're so valuable that if you'd have been the only one on the planet, 
he would have died for you. That's how valuable you are. Man, I hope that this week we can break away and maybe have God recall some of these things because I want you to remember this scripture. It comes from Ephesians chapter 2, verse 22. It's easy to remember. Ephesians 2, 22. Listen to this. And in Ephesians chapter 2, 22, Paul, the guy that we've been reading from all day, just different letters, Paul says this, he says this, and to him, you too are being built together to become a dwelling place in which God lives by his spirit. You don't think you're valuable to God? Paul's saying right here, the Holy Spirit inspired him to write and say this. Hey, you're so valuable to God that through his Holy Spirit, he is choosing to dwell in you. That's a game changer, church. That God Almighty, creators of the heaven and the earth, the one that you and I truly can't even fathom because his ways are so much higher than ours. He, God wants and has chosen to dwell in me. The God of everything through his Holy Spirit is living in me. I don't know what that says to you. I don't know what that does for you, but here's what it does for me. Go ahead and say something negative about me. Come on, do it right now. Go ahead and say something. Okay, you don't like my beat, my boots. You don't like my jeans because they have a hole in them. You don't like the way I part my hair. You don't like how heavy I've gained some weight. Hey, I don't care. Those things cannot even penetrate me. You know why? Because the God who created everything is dwelling inside of me. Hey, listen, for you young people who are dating, you're in relationships. Hey, boyfriend, go ahead and break up with the girlfriend. Hey, girlfriend, he's not your identity. Hey, God Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, lives inside of you because of the Holy Spirit and what Jesus Christ did for you on the cross. Hey, go ahead and have a bad day at work. Guess what, Dad? Have a bad day at work. You get to walk back at home being the man of God that he sees you as. That changes your environment, your atmosphere at home. Hey, wives, you walk around. Listen, don't, don't you dare. Go seeking something else out there on Facebook. Hey, wives, you women, you beautiful ladies of God, listen to this. You walk around, you walk around wherever you go knowing that God sees you as valuable, that you are so valuable that he's dwelling inside of you. Hey, church, this is a game changer. You're that valuable to God that he can go and dwell anywhere. And it says that he chose to come and make a dwelling inside of your life through the Holy Spirit. Wow. That's how valuable you are. So what I want to do right now is I just want to, hey, Holy Spirit, speak to us right now. We're getting ready to sing another song. And listen, I'd like for you right now, if you want to, just stand. 
If you need to just take a few moments and kneel at your seat, if you need to stay seated, if you need to get up and lay prostrate on the ground, you do that. But you right now respond to what God is saying to you. I believe he is bringing life right now in Jesus' name to many of us of who we are. Our identities are being brought back to life. And so as we sing this next song, maybe you don't want to sing at all, you just want to listen to these words. But I would just beg of you right now, would you please just respond however God is leading you? At the end of this service today, There's gonna be a ministry team of men and women up here at the front of the altar. Maybe you're right now wanting to give your life to Jesus. There's beautiful men and women who I love and respect that they will celebrate and walk with you in what it looks like to become a new creation in Christ. Maybe you're not wanting to pray with anybody today. Maybe you're just wanting to be obedient and I would just challenge you, whatever God is saying, please respond. And so, God, I thank you for this morning. Thank you for allowing this to happen. Thank you for allowing what you're doing to take place. We trust you, God. We love you. We thank you for your son, Jesus. We thank you that our identity flows from him. And God, we thank you for empowering us with your Holy Spirit. We love you so much. And it's in your precious name that we pray these things. And all of God's people said, amen and amen.